Today, Pastor Ray Bentley examines the miracle moment when the angels announced the birth of the Christ child. I absolutely love this. The angels literally take the veil between heaven and earth, step through that veil as they now announce to the shepherds down in the fields of Bethlehem, behold, unto you is born this day the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Spread the news. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Glad you're along with us here on this Christmas day as Pastor Ray examines the story behind the holiday. We'll see the important role the angels, God's messengers play in the grand unveiling of the birth of Jesus. And we'll see the birth of Christ is tied to the death of Christ. Here's Pastor Ray to get started. I don't have a a, a long message, but I have a very important message. We're going to focus on the real thrill of hope, which is Christmas and God's gift to us of His Son. If you have a Bible, I want you to open it to the book of Genesis. We're going to start in the very beginning. 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah. By the way, Isaiah probably of all the prophets, and he lived seven centuries before Christ, had dreams and visions and prophesied the clearest picture of the Messiah that's given anywhere in the Old Testament. But here's a very powerful prophecy, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Now, this is to be the name of the Messiah. And the meaning of the name is God with us. But it's actually more than a name, for in Hebrew, listen to this, it is actually a sentence. God is with us. That's the meaning of the name Emmanuel. That is the name prophetically that was given to Jesus. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, he was God is with us. And he came in such a, well, he came in humanity, came robed in flesh, but he is fully God all the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in him bodily, but we always think of him as grown up and ministering and teaching, and then when he went to the cross and he was buried and he rose from the dead, but how precious to think for a moment of Jesus, God, manifest in the flesh as a little tiny baby that you could hold, that you could just clutch in your arms, and know this is God with us. So Jesus' very life on this earth was the fulfillment of this sentence. And from that moment on, whenever his name is joined with something else, it completes the sentence. For instance, when his name is joined with sorrow, it becomes God is with us in our sorrow. 
When Jesus was in the boat with his disciples and they were in the midst of a storm, he was sleeping because he had no fear and no worry and he could rebuke the wind and the waves. But when he was in the midst of the storm, they learned when he did awaken and talk to the storm and to the wind and rebuke it, and it obeyed him. They learned the sentence, God is with us in the storm. And then when he was rejected of men, it was Emmanuel in rejection, meaning God is with us in our rejection. When we are lonely, he is God is with us in our loneliness. So we truly never have to be alone. So remembering Jesus, remembering the birth of Christ is remembering that God is with us from the time that he became a little baby and for all time and all of eternity. Now, I I had you turn to Genesis. I want you to go to Genesis chapter three. I wanna talk about the angels because the birth of Jesus was supernatural. Everything about Jesus Christ is supernatural. But going all the way back, remember in the beginning, there's Adam and Eve, and there are two trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God never intended for us to know evil by experience. How many wish you had never experienced evil? Man, but we have. We've all sinned and all fallen short of the glory of God. And so God kicked us out of the garden. And it's interesting that in Genesis chapter three, beginning in verse 21, it says, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. You remember that they, they suddenly discovered after their sin, oh, we're naked. And we believe that what actually happened was our spirit, Adam and Eve, uh, their spirit, they would be like glowing human beings, because our, originally we were spirit, soul, and body. Spirit that went through us, and like light, we were like literally shining stars, Adam and Eve were. But when they took of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and they rebelled against God, and they sinned against Him, something disappeared. It wasn't uh, clothing. Adam and Eve knew that they didn't have clothing. I believe what Adam realized is suddenly the light that was in contact constantly with God and his creation, it withdrew inside. Now, all of a sudden, man, for the first time, was inside out. Now, everything would first be by the touch of his flesh, and hidden, buried within, would be the spirit. We were damaged. So it's interesting what God did as a result of this. In verse 22, it says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, a man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and live forever. Now, that means living forever in a state of sin and separation from God. He didn't want that to happen. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So that set up the whole story of redemption, how God would have to leave the garden where Adam and Eve were and redeem them. And that's why so many of the things about Jesus' life and ministry, he was in gardens. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying for us. He wanted to redeem man. So we read that to till the ground, and then verse 24, so he drove out the man, and listen to this, he placed cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every which way to guard the way to the tree of life." All right, so the angels were there in the Garden of Eden, 
after the fall of man and the loss of paradise, but they will also witness and be part of the whole story of redemption. So, turn with me into the New Testament. Let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1. Mary, who is visited by an angel with a very special message. So Luke chapter one, beginning in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. That means they were engaged, but they haven't yet had the wedding. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one, The Lord is with you. Remember his name, Emmanuel. God is with us. The Lord is with you, Mary. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered, what manner of greeting was this? And then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. (laughs) What if an angel came padding into your bedroom in the middle of the night? Would you be afraid? I think I would be. But the angel says, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Salvation. I want you to know this. In the Old Testament, every time you see the word salvation, in Hebrew, it's the name Yeshua. All through the Old Testament, every time you read in English salvation, the Hebrew name is Yeshua or Jesus. Verse 32, and he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Now think about it. We were kicked out of the garden from the glory of God. Remember, as it disappeared, now the angel is announcing the glory and the power of God that Adam and Eve had lost is going to come upon Mary. Therefore, also that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Oh, that's beautiful. As an angel is the one who announces. So they were the witnesses of the Garden of Eden. Sorry, Adam and Eve, you can't come into the glory of God. Now an angel, Gabriel, announces to Mary the glory of God, the power of God, the presence of God, and his spirit is going to overshadow you. So God not only sent an angel to Mary, he also sent an angel to poor Joseph. So for this, I have the scripture, Matthew chapter 1. Joseph is visited by an angel in his dreams, and the reason for this is he's engaged. Imagine you're a young man, you're engaged, you haven't had your wedding night, and your wife is pregnant, and she tells you, well, this angel came to me and said, you know, and so you're like, well, and so he's like, oh, man, what am I going to do? He was going to divorce her privately. So God had to send an angel not only to marry, but he also sent an angel to Joseph. And in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, let's read this out loud together. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. 
and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Man, you think he was relieved when he woke up from that dream? (sighs) All right, she has not been unfaithful. What she said is true. It was an angel. She had an angel named Gabriel, and that I have had an angel come and confirm to me that now he could accept this was God's plan. And his name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. We've received so many comments from listeners on what Pastor Ray's teaching and the ministry of Maranatha Radio has meant to them. Thank you, Pastor Ray, for your wonderful teaching. I still listen to you and appreciate the fact that your messages are still available. I'll pray for your family, especially your son, Pastor Daniel, for wisdom as he continues in ministry. It's so encouraging to hear how Pastor Ray's teachings, and now that of Pastor Daniel, are continuing to touch lives. If you have a message to share, you can email us, ray at raybentley.com, or post a comment on our homepage at www.raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. All right, now we get to go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And I absolutely love this because this is where the angels literally get to take the veil between heaven and earth. They literally get to tear and rip a hole in the heavens above, step through that veil as they shout and as they give glory and as they now announce to the shepherds down in the fields of Bethlehem, behold, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8, says, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. That's what had been missing since the Garden of Eden. Now the veil has been rent. The glory has come through. A doorway to the supernatural has been opened. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will toward men. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. They're celebrating. They've ripped a hole through which the glory of God has come shining through with all of these angels to these little shepherds. That was at his birth. That was at the beginning. He would then grow up from being a baby to a full-grown man at 30 years of age. He would begin his prophetic ministry. And wherever Jesus walked, it was God manifest in the flesh. Whenever he opened his mouth, the kingdom of heaven came out of his mouth. Whatever he rebuked, 
the wind, the waves, demons went flying out of people. He had power and authority over nature. He had power and authority over disease. He had power and authority to forgive sins. He had power and authority over all manner of illness, sickness, and even death. He raised the dead. That was the glory of God that came bursting and shining through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But then when he went to the cross, something supernatural happened again. And it's very powerful and very prophetic, and it ties our whole story, how the angels have been there witnessing from the Garden of Eden, where they were standing there to keep us out, to now they're announcing, you get to come back in, guys, and the glory has come to you through Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 27 Verse 51, Matthew gives us a little secret insight to something supernaturally that happened the very moment that Christ died on the cross. Let's read this scripture out loud together. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. Now, Jesus is being crucified at Golgotha, And so he's like the Passover lamb, and he is now laying down his life, but he is the glory of God. All of the Godhead is inside of him. So as he is torn by the piercings, it's like a veil. His body is like the veil. And through those holes in his hands and his feet and in his head, the glory of God now, having paid for our sins, will come bursting through. And inside the temple, there was a veil that separated the holy place from the Holy of Holies. Only one man could go into the Holy of Holies, the high priest, and he could go, only go into the Holy of Holies one day per year. And if he didn't go in with all the right you know, sacrifices and, and forgiveness and preparing himself, he would die because he was walking into the very presence of the Shekinah glory of God. Well, on the day, the moment that Jesus died on the cross, just as his body was a veil through which now the spirit could be released so that whoever would call in the name of the Lord be saved. In the temple itself, the veil, which some say was 18 inches thick, and it says it was ripped from the top to the bottom. God took when he paid for your sins and mine, and he gave his son to be beaten and crucified and nailed to the cross And once Jesus had died and paid for the sins of all humanity, now for the first time, there doesn't need to be a separation from the glory of God and mankind. And God put his hands on the top of that veil and he ripped it in half. Symbolically now that the supernatural glory of the kingdom of heaven can come to us. But here's the other thing that's very interesting about the veil. Do you know what was woven into the veil as a picture that the priest would see and the high priest would see, on the veil and in the tapestry were woven pictures of cherubim angels because that was the very place where they had stood guard from the day of the Garden of Eden. And now it gets ripped open and those angels are now able to be with us. I believe that whether you are aware of it or not, every one of you has an angel. Do you know that in the Bible it tells us there are books that are written about you? Did you know that in Psalm 139, read it for yourself, that God wrote about you. He he even described what you would look like, uh, your ancestry, his mission for your life. Everything is in this book. There are books about you in heaven. 
I have a feeling the, the angels have read up on every one of us. They waited until you came along. You have a life mission. You have a God purpose. And they're here to assist you, and they're with you, and they go with you, and they watch over you wherever you are. I love this. We'll close with Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Let's read this scripture when Jesus comes again. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. It's time for us to get aligned with our angelic partners so that we can fulfill the God mission that God has for each and every one of us. This is Christmas. This is what Christmas is about. It's not about you getting a gift from your friends and family or you giving them to others. That's good. But all of that is merely, you know, this whole commercial Christmas that has come is a mirror, it's a reflection of the original Christmas story which is about a gift given by the Creator, God, and the gift that He offers to you to unwrap, and you have to unwrap it. You have to receive it and then internalize it. The gift He offers is the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If anyone hears my voice and will open the door, I will come into them and I will sup with them. That, that's a Jewish way of explaining we become family. When you have a meal with someone, you eat from the same bread and the same dipping into the sauce together, it's you are family. Jesus says you can become part of the kingdom of heaven, a son of God, a daughter of God. You have a royal destiny. Allow him to come in and wash you, cleanse you, and forgive you. So we're going to say a very simple prayer. Everybody that knows the Lord, go ahead and pray with me out loud after me. And for those who maybe are recommitting their lives or those who for the very first time, you have to ask him in. You have to open your heart and you have to receive him into your life. But if you will, he will come in and he'll do everything he promised to forgive you, cleanse you, and fill you with his spirit, eternal life, and your God purpose will begin to unfold. So let's pray together. Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner, and I am so sorry for everything that I've done wrong. Please forgive me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross in my place and paying for all my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come into my life to be my personal Lord and Savior. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I receive the gift of eternal life. Now help me follow you, Jesus, all the way to heaven until I see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Pastor Ray Bentley with an important prayer today here on this Christmas day on Maranatha Radio. And if you have questions about where you stand with the Lord, or if we can offer some encouragement as you begin walking with Jesus, go to our website, raybentley.com, and click the word About at the top of the homepage. Today's study is titled, The Thrill of Hope. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com.
We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email, free of charge. And then after 30 years on the radio and the passing of Pastor Ray Bentley in early 2022, we are approaching the end of the Maranatha radio program. We'd like to thank you, our dedicated listeners, who've joined us through the years as we've journeyed with Pastor Ray through the Bible. We'll be continuing the broadcast through the end of this week, but we're excited to share that we'll have a dedicated online location to access all of Pastor Ray's content, including video, audio sermons, books, and more. Please visit raybentley.com to follow along with us. But we hope you'll stay with us here on the radio right up through Friday. Next time, join Pastor Ray as we return to our studies in the Gospel of Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.